Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. Indeed, I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and and help you with great tips, (laughs) tricks, and discounts. (laughs) Someone just told me today that we don't talk over each other. Ha ha. Yeah, right. That's funny. (laughs) I would like to give a quick shout out to our friend, the girl camper from South Dakota. That's right. Lisa and Carl were so awesome and cool. They hosted (laughs) us, let us stay on their property. Lisa took us on a tour of the area around Custer, South Dakota, including We'll get to those, those next places. week, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them we'll next talk week. About them it more. was a pretty great tour. So, Lisa and Carl, thank you. Thank you so much for your generosity and hosting us and allowing us to stay with you and giving us a tour of the area and having some beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, as we have said, we went to the FMCA convention and boy, that was really terrific. And there were something like a hundred workshops and seminars or some crazy number like that. Yeah, something. It was all day for like four and a half days. Yeah. And one of the ones that I went to that I was really happy that I did go to was their roadside assistance. And the roadside assistance is an optional component of an FMCA membership, but they outlined what all's in the roadside assistance and boy their program is very comprehensive first of all one of the unusual things about fmca's roadside assistance if you have a vintage rv they'll cover you oh wow yeah so that was a good thing they'll bring you fuel change tires tow jump batteries, but they also have a technical support hotline. So let's say you're at a campground and your water heater won't light or you can't figure out your fridge or, you know, those kind of things. They actually have a tech support hotline as part of this where you just call them and they will answer. Wow, that's awesome. Well, one of the things that really surprised me, as you know, we are travel trailer people We will probably always be travel trailer people, although you never know. (laughs) On Class A diesel pushers, if they have to tow those things, they have to disconnect the driveline or it'll ruin the transmission. That doesn't sound easy. No, and so some of these roadside assistance programs will not do that. So, and an Allison transmission is not inexpensive. Yeah, I bet. So there's a lot of details about the FMCA's program that impressed me. And the the gentleman who spoke is from the company. So it's an independent company that they contract with. And then they will contract with independent towing companies, just like AAA or CoachNet or so many of those. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. And so I guess they only then contract with the tow companies that have the ability to disconnect drive lines and things like that. That's the assumption. I mean, they contract with these people, and I guess the the operators, when you call the roadside assistants, know, okay, I'm FMCA member number, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you have a Thor Class A diesel pusher, whatever the heck it is. But also they have an app. So one of the things the gentleman said is one of the most common issues is someone will call and you know their rig is broken down and they'll say (laughs) oh i'm at mile marker 173 on us highway 40 well that's the last thing they saw an hour ago and they're an hour away from that mile marker so they also have an app where you can just tap the screen and it knows it uses geolocation to know where you are Oh, wow. So that's, I downloaded and installed and set that up. But they also have trip interruption up to 1500 bucks. That techno assistance that I mentioned, mobile mechanics, concierge service. They'll cover motorhomes and additional vehicles. Spouses and dependents are also covered. 
They have trip planning services, which I'm not familiar with because I have Peggy. <laughs> and we're going to talk about trip That's planning services. That's what we're going to talk about today, right? as a matter of fact. And they'll tell you to the nearest qualified repair center and things like that. So it's a good program. It's 129 bucks a year for towables, 159 bucks a year for motorized RVs. Now, again, you do have to be a member of the FMCA. So. Again, though, don't forget. We have a discount for FMCA membership. We, we do have, and it's in with our discounts and deals on our website. So you can click there, and I believe it's $10 off right now. That's a good thing. And, and in addition to that, so this was not an FMCA commercial, but we have done FMCA commercials, and we really like being part of the FMCA. They have the convention, which we just attended. And I will say... The people there, the, the other RVers, as well as all of the staff and volunteers were just so very outgoing and friendly and accommodating and welcoming. Mm -hmm. It was a great group of people. And of course, there are chapters for special interests, as we've, as we've said. There are chapters for geography, chapters for regions, yeah, things like that. Yeah. And of course, I got roped into. I mean, <laughs> I got to join. You finally got the opportunity yeah, to join the chapter. Uh, I joined the frustrated maestros, and I promised. Okay, so here's an admission, everybody. When I was a young lad, my parents paid for years and years of private music lessons for me. I was actually not half bad with the clarinet. I still have at least one clarinet, and I promised I would learn to play it again in time for the Indio Rally in Southern California, oh which is, when is that? That's in January. Yeah, so there you go. So if you would like to damage your hearing with really bad clarinet playing, <laughs> why you could come and join us at the FMCA Rally in Indio in January of 2022. Yep. And you'll get to see my debut of the other frustrated maestros and myself will be there. So it's it's just a good organization and, and we really enjoy it. So our main topic this week is our favorite apps. Well, our favorite tools. Okay. Because not all of them are going to be apps. Okay, yeah, you're right. Our favorite nerdy digital tools for <laughs> a variety of things to facilitate planning your trip. Right. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about the apps that I was using as a gadget report that was kind of short and really specific to being on Route 66. Yeah, and one of the things we got a lot of people who said, well, what are some of the best apps? And at that FMCA convention, they did have a whole seminar about apps. They actually and had two. That's and I managed true. to get into one, but the other one was so full that I couldn't get a seat. Yeah, they're busting at the seams. <laughs> I mean, some of these conferences were hundreds of people. Yeah, some running, of the seminars so. were completely filled up, and some of them were done twice, and both sessions were filled up. Yeah. So <laughs> people are obviously interested. So we thought we would share with you our favorite trip planning tools with the distinct caveat that we are Apple folk. So yeah. we have Mac computers and Apple iPhones. And while some of these apps, of course, will translate over onto the Android side, that's your fair warning. Yeah, so, please don't. If I tell you the, about a great app that I love and you can't get it on Android, please don't yell at me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yell at Android and tell them you want that app. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Again, so we want to give you sort of our take on the apps that we use. And since we, well, we do have an Android tablet, but we don't use it very often. Not very often. So. I usually just read on it. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Kindle. So, so I kind of broke this down into three segments and it follows how to take a trip. So uh, I have some ideas for how to plan a trip and then we'll have some ideas for mostly apps to use while you're on the road. So especially me as the passenger, I have all these apps open on my phone and Tony's phone and I'm <laughs> flipping back and forth from one to the next. So we'll tell you about some of those that we like to use while we're actually on the move. 
And then we will talk about some of the ways that we find places to camp overnight. Yep. It used to be when we had the previous pickup truck, Peggy and I would share driving duties and nerd duties. <laughs> and since we bought the Ram, I love that thing so much that... He will not share driving duties with well, me. Well, I will, but <laughs> I just love driving that doggone thing. So I get pure nerd duty. Yeah, and it seems to have worked out. I've, I asked Peggy, hey, do you want to drive? And she's like, well, if... if you're tired or something. Otherwise, no, nah, I'm good over here. And she's... Wait a minute. I don't think you've asked me that one single really? time. <laughs> I have asked you, are you tired? Do you want oh, me to okay. drive? And you say, no, no, I'm good right here behind the wheel. I'm loving driving this thing. <laughs> I have to say... You can take your nap, look at your apps, whatever you yeah. want to do. I'm well, fine. And I also have to say, on this trip, Peggy has done an outstanding job of navigation and planning. Thank so you. She is a terrific now, and that's why we thought, oh boy, this is a, a good topic for us because, man, she is just, it's funny, yeah, she'll use sometimes two phones and compare. <laughs> we'll ask the lady in the phone, hey, take us here, but first she checks at least one, if not two, other things to make sure they're RV-friendly roads. So, without further ado, I'm mostly going to let Peggy talk. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So we have talked before, in, in terms of planning, we have talked before about ways to plan trips. And one of them is to use your computer and use Google Maps or Apple Maps and pin locations of where you want to go. And that will, then you get directions to all those places. And it is a good basic way of having a route from point A to point B, whether it be Chicago to Santa Monica or I don't know. Wherever to wherever. <laughs> Lake County to Indiana, wherever it might <laughs> happen to be, you can pin different locations and then you can ask the Maps app to give you turn-by-turn -turn directions for those locations. Now, the one thing that those maps are not going to do is know that you're driving a big rig and help you avoid tight turns, low tunnels, yeah. things like that. So it's always a good idea to follow, you know, this is a really good starting point. And as we learned from Robert Morales, when someone tells him, oh, if you were ever in the area of such and such, you should join, you should check out this place. And so he goes there and finds that place and pins it. And then if he knows he's going to be in that part of the country, he already has some ideas of where he should check out because his listeners have told him so. So both Apple Maps and Google Maps will let you save locations in, I guess, I'm going to, for lack of a better description, call them folders. For example, on Apple Maps, we have what we called the Oklahoma turnaround, which was a trip to Peggy's sister's house. We have My Places, which are favorite places. So you can make these folders of let's say you plan to visit Florida, I don't know, whatever. You could make a folder of just the Florida things and ask your friends, hey, where should I, where's the best place to eat? Or you could have just breweries or you could have restaurants or- Campsites. Campsites. <laughs> or balls of twine. Right, balls of twine or mufflermen. <laughs> so you can create folders of things so that it's not one giant list, but categories of things to uh -huh. to really facilitate planning these road trips so they both are very cool in that respect but as peggy indicated they don't know what rig you're how driving how large your vehicle is so you can always start with those as a very basic outline and then it's a good idea to find a way to make sure that you're not going to get yourself into any tight spots like the 11 foot 8 bridge like the 11 foot 8 bridge so there's a site i don't know if that's really a site to find those bridges or if that's just video of what happens if you didn't check ahead that is just <laughs> videos of people who felt that all those warnings were were, were not for not them for them okay so my really my favorite planning method is to use RV Trip Wizard. And that is part of the RV Life bundle. And I use RV Trip Wizard, well primarily you use RV Trip Wizard on a computer. You it's yeah. not you don't really plan your 
route with the app. You can make little minor changes on the app, but before you go, you know point A, you know point B, you know how long you have to get there, you know how many hours you want to drive a day. Trip Wizard, you can tell it, like, show me a route to my destination and tell me, show me, like, in a circle how far it is if I drive 100 or 200 or 300, and those numbers are customizable. And maybe this day I want to drive really far and get ahead, but this day I just really want to take it easy. And so it'll draw these circles from your starting point, and then you can see, oh, this is the location that's 100 miles away from me. And then you can look for campgrounds there that you might want to stay. So it's a <laughs> I really have a good time with it. I probably spend too much time <laughs> looking at it, but I do. I enjoy it. I go, well... Gosh, we have, there are three different ways to get from Southern California to Chicago. Route 66 is one of them. You know, maybe you go north and then east, or you go east and then north, or whatever. And so I like to look at all those different options and figure out what route we decide we want to take. And because RV Trip Wizard and RV Life, when you register it, you tell what your rig size is. So it knows that we're driving a a pickup with a 20-foot travel trailer and it's this tall and it's this wide so it can help me make sure that we don't end up in any tight spots that we shouldn't be in. Right. Now RV Life, that suite I believe is 49 bucks a year so it's not a free, uh, there is a free version. There is a free version but to get the bundle of those three apps which are really really useful so it is a paid app. But I really think it's well worth it. You know, then you can turn on a layer that's, I say, okay, I want to end up in this town. Show me the campgrounds in that town. And it'll you know, open that pop-up layer and it shows all the campgrounds in the area. And then it shows ratings. You can read reviews. You, you can, can write reviews. Write reviews. You can find out a price point. You can visit their website. It shows you their phone number. So if you want to call and make a reservation right then, that is very helpful. There was one incident recently that I guess the reviews on Trip Wizard were better than the reviews overall in the world. Mm -hmm. And so we, <laughs> we went to a place we didn't really like. And so I think that it's probably a good habit once you find a place to maybe look elsewhere, look on Yelp or look on Campground Views because yeah. that website if that campground is on campground views, you can see a 360 degree view of every site in the campground. Yeah. And so we've had RV Trip Wizard as a guest before. I will put a link in the show notes to that podcast episode. We have also had Mark Kep from Campground Views as a guest, and they are building a huge library of essentially Google Street Views but in campgrounds. So you can look, okay, there's site 36, and yeah, my 43-foot fifth wheel will fit there just fine. And in some cases, you can actually click and book that straight away. Yeah. But that's more of a browser or computer type thing. To my knowledge, they do not have an app at this point. Right, and I honestly, I wouldn't want to look at a 360-degree view on my phone and make a decision based on that. But that phone screen is just not big enough. <laughs> no. Your brand new phone. My brand new phone. <laughs> Let's not go there. All right. <laughs> I have a brand new phone, guys, because I broke mine. Yep. Anyway, that is my favorite way is to use RV Trip Wizard. There is also a website and an app. You know, RV Trip Wizard also has an app. So once you plan your trip, then you open up your app and it downloads that route into your phone. So then it helps you with turn by turns and everything on the app on your phone. Yeah. And one of the neat things is you can plan multiple trips and just save them yes. and, and refer to them later. So it's yes. kind of a cool deal. And like I say, we've interviewed Patrick from RV Trip Wizard before and Mark Kep, and I will put links to both of those in the Nota de Show. <laughs> so similar to RV Trip Wizard is Road Trippers. And it it too is something that you want to do on your computer where your screen is big and you can rearrange your stops and things like that. I haven't used it as much, I will admit. 
It does similar things to RV Trip Wizard. It does them in slightly different ways. One thing I noticed that I really liked is that if I have starting point A, ending point B, and I say I'm going to stop at blah blah location in between, on RV Trip Wizard it says, when do you want to stop there? After your last stop? And I'm like, no, after my first stop, because it's, it's my first, <laughs> you know, my first destination or whatever. In Road Trippers, if you have a point A and a point B and you give it a destination and it knows it's in the middle, it puts it in the middle. Oh, that's so that's kind of cool. But I haven't used it a whole lot, so I can't say too much more about it. But I think it's in terms of planning your trip before you go sitting at a computer, I recommend to use RV Trip Wizard or Road Trippers because they both understand that you're driving an RV and they will not take you on roads that are too twisty or tunnels. Or yeah, things tunnels like that. are the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> And then one more thing that I like to use that Tony likes to tease me about (laughs) is an actual paper map. So especially if we're driving like all the way across the country, I like to open a map of the country and see the whole thing. Now, obviously, I can't plan what campground I'm going to stay in when I'm looking at a paper map, but I can just get a feel for how many states we get to sleep in, how much are we going east versus north, and things like that. It just, I just like paper. (laughs) Well, okay. And I don't, we don't use it necessarily. I just like to look at it. Sometimes I'll print the overall thing just to get, you know, I don't know, something to hang on the wall later, like the Route 66 trip. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, you know, always have a paper map available because there was a time when, It was evening and we didn't have Wi-Fi and he said, well, what does the rest of this route look like? So I just opened up the map of the U.S. and I said, well, we're here and tomorrow we're going there. And by next week we need to be here and then we're going to come home to there. So it just kind of gives you a, a feel for what's going on in the world. I will admit there are cases for paper maps still. All right. (laughs) Anyway, those are the kind of planning tools that I like to use when I plan a trip. Okay, that's the first section. Right. Now, we're on that trip, so we're using apps on the road. We are using apps like crazy on the road. One of the apps that is really useful is iExit. They have one for truckers too, which is kind of nice if you have a really big rig. You need those kind of large diesel pump islands rather than, you know, the, the, the gas station, the gas pumps where the cars are. So iExit will tell you if that's available. It tells you if there are attractions and what kind of food is available at the next exit. So those are very, that's a very handy app just to kind of, if you're getting close to like, hmm, we should try to find McDonald's or whatever. Well, at the next exit, there happens to be fast food and McDonald's is on the list almost always, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) But I mean, also unusual stuff and all that. Yeah. It's pretty cool for that as well that I exit. The next one, depending on how much gas you're using, the price of gas can make a big difference. Yes. So we've been using an app called Gas Buddy. It's like Waze... But for gas prices, you know, if you see, oh, gas stations are coming up, how much is the gas there? And you could maybe, I mean, sometimes there's 20, 30 cents a gallon difference from station to station. Right. Or maybe from exit to exit. So you know that you should get gas in the next 20 miles and the next exit has gas, but the exit 10 miles down the road has way cheaper gas. It's really nice to be able to just see that and know that, it's totally worth it to go 10 more miles and you're not going to run out or anything. So Right, yeah, it also shows you where they are. I have found, especially on 5, on the 5 going from north to south in California, there's one exit where the price of gas is literally 40 cents higher per gallon. And imagine <laughs> if you're buying 100 gallons of fuel. Yeah. It's a lot. You want to know that that's going to be true. And they do have diesel in Gas Buddy. When you say you want to find a station, you can tell what you're looking for. And it's kind of cool because it's crowdsourced prices. So if you come upon a station that doesn't have the prices in the app, you report those prices. And I was doing that the other day and it said, you have 700 points. So I entered 700 times to win whatever that prize was that day. (laughs) Wow. 
Maybe so, it's a gallon of gas. It might have been a gallon of gas. I think it was a hundred bucks or something. Dang, so, I like a hundred bucks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that is a really handy, and it has. It, it's funny because it has a, a list, and it'll tell you how far that station is from where you are, but it doesn't tell you in which direction. So sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, we're only two miles." Oh wait, we're two miles <laughs> back we just to a gas station. The best one. So, but they also have a map view, and I I prefer to look at the map view and kind of get an idea of where we are. Yeah, the next one, hoo la la. <laughs> so I use an app every time I tell Tony I used it. He's like, "You have that app? What? It's called PubQuest, and it finds breweries." Yeah, and so. Oh. I, you know, we don't necessarily travel to breweries, but most of the time when we say, well, this is where we're going to be tonight, is there a brewery? Right. <laughs> and oftentimes there is, which yeah, is pretty cool. Uh, thankfully, there is a huge microbrew push in this country because I dig them. Right. So, yeah, PubQuest. So PubQuest is a fun app to use. And like I said, it's... It's not that I necessarily, you know, maybe someday we will go on a pub quest. Maybe we will just plan based on that app where our next stops will be. <laughs> but so far we use it the other way around. When we get somewhere, we find out if there's brewery nearby. Yeah. The next one is something that I'll chime in on. It's called Here Here, and it's H-E-A-R-H-E-R-E -E -E because it is a audio, it's like a little podcast based on your location. So let's say we went through Custer State Park, for example. There was a whole narrated program on Custer State Park based on we're in Custer State Park or on Mount Rushmore or Badoovi, Wisconsin, whatever. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> there's all these cool narrated programs on different places. So if you're driving along... And you look, and it's like, oh, look, there's a program on this. Right. It's you, know, you listen to, and it's really informative and fascinating, but also they have pretty well-known voiceover folks. Right. So Kevin Costner yeah. is is part. I think one of the owners, or you know, very instrumental in having this app exist. And so we listened to a 20-minute story by Kevin Costner. Well, it doesn't say it was him. I'm pretty positive that it was him today in one of the stories that we listened to. It's a neat app, and it's, you know, it's, it's just fun. And then also, if you prefer to, like, have your passenger read to you instead of Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if your passenger is Kevin Costner? Well, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. There is an app called Explore Here, and we used that today, and so when... When there wasn't a hear here story to be heard, there was something that I could read. And it's like historical markers. It, you know, every time you see those brown signs, historical markers, that's what's listed in this app. And so you can go and when you see the historical marker, I would go, th I would go in and like really quickly read what it was. And if it was really great, we would stop. So yeah. there's some that are just... Well, here's the graveyard of somebody. Well, that was funny. Okay. Yeah, there were a few of those. <laughs> um, and I mean, obviously, to them, it's very important. But there, you know, you see historical marker a mile ahead or whatever, and you can, you know, fire up this app and see what is 500 feet ahead. And sometimes it would absolutely deserve a stop, and yeah. other times you just gotta see what was. 500 feet ahead. Right. So where we stopped for lunch today was just a little side parking lot for Hell's Half Acre. Yeah. And that's in Wyoming. And it's, I called it the baby badlands. It's like a little small badlands. And there's some parking there. So we stopped and made a sandwich and took a lot of pictures. And, you know, we would have just driven right by it because we didn't know how awesome it was. So this has been really great because I can... Like I said, I kind of read ahead and I go, oh, da, 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 da. yeah, okay, that's that's not worth stopping. And then I read this and I'm like, oh, I think we should stop here. Yeah, we would have <laughs> missed Hell's Half Acre mm -hmm. if we hadn't had that app. We'll put pictures on the website so you can see it was really cool. Then there is also an app called Free Roam. It's one word, Free Roam. And I use that app a lot to find out, especially in 
the western part of the country where the Bureau of Land Management lands are, because as we've talked about before, Bureau of Land Management and federal lands, this land is our land. And, this land is your land. <laughs> and these are places where, for the most part, it's legal to stay overnight. There are exceptions, of course, and there are restrictions, and I'm not trying to tell you you could go anywhere that the BLM land is mapped on free roam, but it's a possibility Yeah, in it those gives places. you an idea of where these lands are. Pretty so, slick. I use it a lot for phone coverage because we have different <laughs> phone services, and so if I know we're going to be in an area and we're going to need some kind of connectivity, I'll look and see if one of our phones is going to have coverage. I mean, not that we necessarily change our plans, but it does help us plan ahead. If we know we're going to be somewhere overnight that we'll get no service, then maybe we stop in a town where we do have service and do that stuff before we get to the place that doesn't have it. Yep. I've used it quite a bit lately to find dump stations because we have been boondocking yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, we have been boondocking like mad lately, which is <laughs> awesome. Which we do a lot and we talk about it a lot, but typically we try, if we're traveling, we try to boondock two or three nights in a row and then find a campground so we can just, you know, feel like Maybe we don't have to take quite as fast of a shower or something like that. <laughs> well, uh, sometimes it's, you know, the tanks you dump and fill as appropriate. Yeah. We found our camper is good for about three days off the grid. Our tanks are good for about three days off the grid. Mm -hmm. And then it's time to make a decision. So uh, we used it to find dump stations. And there is a layer that's free parking options. So, you know, it shows you the Walmarts and things like that. And what I always try to remember to tell people when I tell them about this app or this option, if you hear or read or see on an app that this Walmart allows overnight parking, and I, of course I'm using Walmart generically, call that place. Yeah, and speak with somebody in charge. Don't yeah, make and, sure and that you course. actually can because those apps, as much as people try to keep them up to date, they're, you know, things change all the time. Walmarts get tired of people and stop letting them park in their lots. Cities tell Walmart you can't let anyone park in your lot. So things change all the time. And so it's just a good idea to always check. If you find a place that says you can park for free, just verify. Speak with somebody in charge and, and you know, as of course you guys are awesome, but tell your friends that we should always leave a place as nice, if not nicer, than we found it, right? I mean, that's just here on the Stressless Camping Podcast. I know all of you are it's like no kidding right <laughs> all right so of course on this road trip that we are on we did the route 66 we did the all-american road trip and so i had the route 66 ultimate guide app and used that a lot of course I probably won't need it on my phone now until we decide to do that trip again. Well, and that we were talking about upcoming plans, and well, it's yeah, we not probably will do that, that trip again. It won't be that future, far away. So I can always download it again. Although I don't know, I have everything marked that we saw, so it's yeah. kind of cool. So you might just search in your app store or your app whatever it's called on your yeah, phone. Yeah, the Google Play Store. And look and see if there's some kind of a guide for... Now, I did also find today, and I didn't really use it, but I found that there's a fill-in-the-blank traveler for just about every state. You know, there's Wyoming traveler and California traveler and Indiana traveler or whatever. And so that might be something. If you know you're going to travel just through a certain state or you know you want to we want to make sure that we explore every nook and cranny of Arizona in the next year or so so i might find an arizona traveler and see what it has to offer and ideas that it has yeah but that's not something we've used it's just something we correct stumbled upon today so yeah so what i'm saying is for what it's worth what i'm saying is specific area or specific location or specific route apps are out there Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you or if you have a particular interest, like the breweries, right? <laughs> I wonder if there's a train app. Anyway, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I probably. So one last thing that I use, and again, it's not that I use it to plan where we're gonna go because, well, it doesn't have that really functionality. But I use the NOAA 
NOAA, which is National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Thank you. <laughs> so it's called NOAA, and it has. They're good people to NOAA. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> It is great for forecasting weather up to like 24 hours ahead. So it's nice if we're going to be in a place. And, you know, so we were boondocking. And should we put the solar panels out so that they start charging the batteries as soon as we wake up in the morning? Well, there's going to be a great big storm overnight. And we probably don't want the panels sitting out in the rain overnight. So, no, don't do that. <laughs> Noah, not a good idea. Noah. That saved us last night. We it brought did. the panels in. And, I man, looked and I saw night, that. Yep. <laughs> there was a thunderstorm. There was a thunderstorm. It, was, it, it was, was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a pretty impressive show. And, and it's July. It's not something that we're used to. Yeah, this is not something that happens in Northern California. We're in yeah. Wyoming. Are we still in Wyoming? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Where are we? We were in South Dakota, and when we were in Indiana, when we were in Illinois, when we were in Colorado, you know, we got these thunderstorms and rain and everything in all these states, and we're just not used to that. It's no. so bizarre to us. Yeah, weather is trippy, and that NOAA app also notified us when uh, the tornado warning mm -hmm. was. Exactly. If there's a warning, then your phone starts going yeah, crazy. Yeah, and then and our walkie-talkies you know have weather radio on them as well. Right. So. so that is what we do. That's what I do while Tony drives down the road is flip around on all these different apps and see what's exciting to see. Yeah. Then at the end of the day, we're going to need to go. We're going to need to park somewhere, right? So... Then I've got a whole, uh, and I literally have these in separate folders on my phone so that I can find them easily. I've well, got, yeah, and that's one of the things, you know, you can do subdirectories and folders on your phone so that it's easier to find things. And if you didn't know, pretty cool functionality of your phone. So. Right. So I've got a camping folder, and this is how I look up where we're going to spend the night. Again, the RV life. If you didn't choose and reserve a spot on RV Trip Wizard when you were planning, you can look at RV Life and find campgrounds in the area. Of course, there are apps. Well, I don't know if you knew this, that there are apps for Boondockers Welcome and Harvest Hosts. And we've talked about those two groups a lot of times because we use them a lot. And they both have apps, so you can... You know, you don't have to get on a computer to find out where you might be able to stay. Yeah. I have used the KOA app. When we know that we've got to have you know, hookups, you know, we know we need a campsite that's going to have hookups. KOA always does, right? So not necessarily that that's where we're going to stay, but there are a lot of KOAs out there. There really are. <laughs> and, and, you know, they are not the cheapest. There's And the other thing, we need to get someone from KOA on Mm -hmm. And I know just the guy. Oh. But there are different types of KOAs. So, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to a KOA. It's going to be this. But they have KOA journeys and KOA holiday and mm -hmm. KOA this and KOA that. That's true. So. So that helps me find when we need an actual campground. And then the Campendium app is also helpful in finding free parking Overnight parking, public lands, RV parks, dump stations, you know, kind of, it's kind of duplicates other things that we've done, but it's never a bad idea if you find something on one app to go verify it on another place. Yeah. You know, like I said, there was a place that we booked, that I booked, that seemed like it was going to be pretty good, and it wasn't as good as I had hoped, and then when I looked at different review areas, I could... I should have done that be ahead of time and known that it wasn't going to be the best place. But anyway. Well, what are you going to do? Sometimes I, mean, I forget to do everything in triplicate. <laughs> for as many nights as you've booked us on this trip, and you had one that was a <laughs> was a miss, and and you could have never known that because we got the red dog on our Hughes That's Power right. Watch dog. Yeah. And the, the guy next to us was so close. His slides were in our campsite. We were backing in the trailer so we could open the door between his slides. It was... Yeah, it was that tight. Did we take a picture of that? I don't think I did, unfortunately. Oh, man. I intended to take a picture, and the guy was sitting out in front in the 
like in the overhang of his fifth wheel next to a propane bottle smoking. He had a permanent propane bottle hooked to his fifth wheel. He's under the overhang with that propane bottle smoking away. So I didn't want to get caught taking a picture, but <laughs> I guess he wants to blow himself up. I, I did don't take know. a picture of the bad dog. The red yeah, dog. Yeah, so did I. Red dog. <laughs> red dog. So we, yeah, we left there and went somewhere else. So yeah. anyway, you know, I didn't follow my own rule. As I have said, if you find something, if, especially if you find something that says you can camp, you can park free overnight here. What's that? Trust but verify? Yes. Is that the term? Trust but verify. Trust but verify. Always a good idea. Yeah. So Ooh. hopefully I haven't overwhelmed you. I use a few others, but they're not favorites. These are kind of my really, like I use them all the time. These are a few of, of my favorite, favorite apps. <laughs> so... I hope that that helps and that you are able to find apps that you like. We'd love to know what your favorite apps are. Did we miss something? Is there a better something on Android? Is whatever, whatever, whatever. Just, whatever, uh, whatever. We're always interested in what you have because, you know, we never profess to be the authority on anything. We just try to share what we know from our experience and Boy, you guys are just a wealth of great information out there, which is why we have our Facebook group, yeah. which we talk about at the end of all these episodes. It's a great way to share things with people who are not a bunch of keyboard warriors and jerks. <laughs> the, the group has remained very friendly, so I'm very pleased about that. Whew, man. Are we done yet? Is it time for beer? Well, I mean... We're done talking about apps. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. We are talking about the Devil's Tower in Wyoming. That's right. So we did get a chance to go by Devil's Tower. And it's pretty interesting. So if you've ever seen Close Encounters of the Third Time, and might <laughs> I say that if you've ever stayed at the KOA at Devil's Tower, you could see it every single night. Right. Apparently, <laughs> Apparently they, they show, show it every movie. night. Yeah. So if you remember, the the man was obsessed with what he thought. It's been a long, long time, so I may have this plot a little bit wrong. But what I do remember, he like had these visions or whatever. And one night he was playing with his mashed potatoes. And he basically built Devil's Tower with his mashed potatoes. Everybody yeah. thought he was crazy. And that ended up being where the aliens were where I just gave the whole darn movie yeah. away. Yeah, if you didn't know, spoiler <laughs> alert. Oh, spoiler mm, alert. <laughs> anyway, so Devil's Tower was actually the first United States National Monument. And wow. it was established by Teddy Roosevelt, of course, in September of two, of 1906, not 2006. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit older than that. Yeah. Basically, it's a giant rock formation that looks like half a column just sticking up in the middle of the the ground there. It's it's trippy, and it's huge. So geologically speaking, because of course I'm going to go there. Right. Oh my God, she's going to go there, <laughs> folks. Well, you, uh, if you don't know, Peggy is a geologist. That's right. her training. So. so basically this tower of rock is an igneous intrusion or a volcanic intrusion. It just sounds funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what Sorry. almost certainly happened, and I don't know that it's been absolutely confirmed, but what makes the most sense in my mind is that this volcanic intrusion, you know, a volcano, all the lava comes up out of the middle of the volcano. So oftentimes that lava will come up, but maybe it's not quite hot enough to spew out of the top. And so it will, so it fills like the neck or the hole in the middle of the volcano. And then it will just stop there and cool. And so this is almost certainly how that happened. And as it cooled, it kind of cracked into columns. And I think we've talked before about Devil's Post Pile in Yosemite. It is a very similar geologic situation where the hot material cooled and formed columns. And then as the columns cool and as erosion happens, they get a little bit more separated and more separated and some columns fall off you know so if you go up to the bottom of devil's tower or devil's post pile there will be big chunks of column at the bottom that have that have worked their way off they've eroded their way off but essentially the reason that we can see devil's tower and not the volcano around it is that it was a softer material and 
that wind and rain and snow eroded all the softer material away and just left that column standing in the middle of nowhere now <laughs> where there was probably a volcano surrounding it. So it's sort of like lost wax casting. Like lost wax <laughs> casting, yeah. Where you have a wax thing and then you cast it and the, the casting melts the wax away and then you chip the sand away and there's your thing. Right, yes. Wow, so Devil's Tower is a big lost wax casting, everybody. Right. Or uh -huh. if you are one of the many Native American tribes in the area, the story goes... And there are there are a variety of stories, but the essentially the stories all are very similar in that there was a big bear and there were some kids or some people and the bear was chasing the people and they prayed for help and the location where they were rose up high so that the bear couldn't get to them. And as the bear tried to climb that raised pillar that they were protected on, the bear's claws scratched those grooves in, and that's why there's vertical grooves on the tower. Huh. So, and it, it seems like every story was a derivative of that. So the Native Americans call it Bear's Lodge or Bear's House or, you know, again, a variety of different things that mean similar things to Bear's Home. Very cool. So, but it, it's also pretty impressive, just natural phenomenon. So there are places, there are parts of the tower that you can, that people can climb, those adventurous people can climb. <laughs> right now some of those are closed to protect some falcon's nests. And in June is when the natives, Native Americans do their ceremonies because Devil's Tower to them is sacred. And there's no requirement that you stop climbing in June, but uh, most people honor that request and refrain from climbing the tower during June so that the the natives can have their moment. Which is pretty cool. Anyway, I think it's a really cool place to see. Driving to it is just beautiful and great geology. Yeah, and the, this whole area has been... My eyes have just been so happy that they work. <laughs> um, it's it's just beautiful here and we'll we'll talk more about this whole region next week so hopefully you'll come back for that maybe you'll listen to us on an app hey you know an app that we didn't mention podcast app podcast make, sure apps. To, make sure to get your favorite what is your favorite podcast yeah app? download anyway. your favorite podcast app yeah. you download the app so that you have something to listen to when you're not listening to hear here or when i'm not reading things to you from historic I, markers I'm, I'm, we can only <laughs> see so many people in the truck so. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my quote unquote gadgets well my gadget is what's called an instant read thermometer and it's one of those that kind of looks like a plastic gun and you pull the trigger and a laser light comes out and it basically points at the laser light as a pointing tool and you point it at things where you want to measure the temperature uh -huh. and so we use it quite a bit I when we stop especially after a long drive I whip that instant read thermometer out and measure the hub temperatures of our travel trailers wheels to see you know if you can see well this one's 140 degrees and the one on the other side is 280 yeah well if that's <laughs> the case you really have problems but that's one way of just making sure everything is bueno with your rv's wheels i measure the tire temps and things like i'm a nerd i'm you know i stop at a gas station whip out that instant read and i'm measuring the temperature of all sorts of stuff and i think he's getting a steak ready for dinner well i also have <laughs> used, used it, it for that since too. it's non-contact it doesn't touch anything you can use it for food but remember but if that's you're doing surficial. right it's a surface temperature it's not the internal so there's that but it's it's just a great gadget i mean and of course when you have it out i also like to measure how hot the fire the campfire is and, <laughs> and all of that so i'm again not you traveling with tony is always a weird experience. Well, it has come in handy for the fire disc when we've used yeah. our fire disc to make sure that the disc is hot enough or the oil in the disc is hot enough to fry the funnel cakes. Absolutely. So <laughs> things like that. So but it's, it's a good a, thing to have. Yeah, they're not very expensive. You can buy them at any hardware store, you know, whatever your favorite one is, and they'll have them there. And yeah. they're 
they're reasonably accurate and inexpensive and it's just a good tool to add to your toolbox indeed all right all right well you already asked the question of the week but I i'm gonna did. just i'm gonna ask it again because i want it to be under the heading question of the week <laughs> <laughs> and i want to know what your favorite planning tool is or your favorite travel tool not necessarily for planning maybe you know one that you use a lot on the road or a way that you find places to camp things like that i want to know what your favorite trip tool might be were you going to answer that question by the stressless camping podcast facebook group that's Whoosh, a that's a man, word that's a name and a half <laughs> but it's a place where we gather to discuss and you're always encouraged to ask questions or leave responses or post funny pictures or whatnot as long as you keep it friendly and polite of course of course in fact we are in all the social places and you can find us by starting at stresslesscamping.com. There's several buttons at the top, and from there you can tap or click and head over to whatever your favorite social place is and join the conversation. Follow right. us. The other thing you can do when you're at stresslesscamping.com is sign up for our once-a-week newsletter. Yeah, it's absolutely free. We never share your information with anybody, and we not only try to share our latest updates, but I gather things from around the internet that I think you might be interested in or might save you money or save you and, uh, <laughs> and share them there. So that's once a week and delivered right to your inbox on your whatever email program you enjoy. Right. And after you've signed up for the newsletter, you can go to our discounts and deals page because sometimes you might find a discount or a deal on something you didn't even realize you needed. Yeah, or sometimes <laughs> it's things you had planned to buy and find a discount on them there. Those things that are there are all things that we either do use regularly or would buy if it applied to us. We vet all those products and we're pretty particular about who goes there. We do get a lot of requests. We only put stuff that we endorse. Right. And you can also listen to the Stressless Camping Podcast on the website you or can. you can go to your favorite podcast app that you've downloaded so that you're ready for your road trip. Boy, that's true. And you true. can subscribe to the Stressless Camping Podcast. Yep. It's always free. It's always fun. Well, we hope it's always fun. <laughs> we hope. That's the, part of the idea. Yeah, we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And I always say this, when you leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, that tells Apple people are listening, and they that helps to spread the word. And, of course, the more listeners, the better discounts and deals and the better guests and all of that that we can get for you. So there is a reason for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I mentioned specifically Apple Podcasts. They're still the big daddy rabbit in this podcasting world. And they look at how many reviews you're getting on an ongoing basis to determine whether to tell others about right. your podcast. So it is very important. And we really, we really, really appreciate, appreciate the reviews. Do. Absolutely. We really appreciate you. We, we hope we've provided a little more value to you this week once again and wish you happy camping we hope you learned a lot had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure we're honored by your reviews on apple podcasts which helps others find us too don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure and we look forward to your joining us next week until then happy camping